Dallas-Fort Worth. ...of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Always good to be with you on the EWTN Catholic Radio Network. And today, we are going to spend a little bit more time discussing this issue of gender ideology. And I did an interview with John Grabowski, Dr. John Grabowski from Catholic U, where he teaches moral theology about his new book, which came out in March. So the interview actually uh, was just a couple of weeks ago, as a matter of fact, in mid-March, I believe. And the title of the book from Tan is Unraveling Gender, the Battle Over Sexual Difference. But being a, a media person, as you know, and looking at the trends in terms of uh, the cultural language, the culture of death, how the media manipulate, all the different stories that were developing out of the state of Florida regarding the parental uh, education rights bill, which was turned upside down and totally misrepresented by the media and the left who are pushing this transgender ideology, this gender ideology. I thought we really, really need to dive into this more deeply because John's book offers us so much information and it written in a very down-to-earth way. If you read the book and you go through it, he lays out what happened okay how did we get to this point he also looks at the beauty of church teaching and how everything goes back to that he looks at something that I just mentioned the language the manipulation of the language and the media messaging and it's a very very helpful book but I wanted him to walk through it in terms of he has a very interesting story of God's providence here because he started writing about this topic years ago long before this became a daily news story, right? We are seeing it every time we turn around. We see it in commercials. We see it uh, in different advertisements, in print, online. We see it in, in the, uh, uh, the storyline of various uh, different programs and movies. It's everywhere, this whole gender issue. And yet long before what we have today, he started looking at this from a Catholic perspective, which is with his background in moral theology, looking at, for example, and he'll talk about this, Theology of the Body with John Paul II, Humana Vitae, Pope John Paul, or Pope Paul VI, both saints now, of course, and what the Church has given us over the centuries about the truth of the dignity of the human person made in the image and likeness of God. So I thought, wow, this is really a helpful book. And another reason I wanted to have him on is because he's getting a lot of pushback, as you can imagine, from different online outlets that don't want to carry the book. So we wanted to give it promotion so more people could get a copy of it. And again, it's entitled Unraveling Gender, the Battle Over Sexual Difference. And so we're going to be talking for the rest of the program after the weather and after the news, the first break, just diving into this topic. And what I think is fascinating and it always happens because it's reality, is that the truth comes to the surface eventually. For example, look at what's happening. I don't know if you saw the stories a couple of weeks ago about the transgender golfer. I think her name is Mian, Mian Bagger. She's speaking up, or he is speaking up, against male-bodied competitors in female sports. Even though his having the operation has allowed him to enter into female sports and compete quite successfully, he's saying it's really not fair, even though people are calling him a hypocrite, but still he says this is wrong. And he talks about the biology and why boys and men 
can easily defeat women. It's nature in terms of the body. And then there is actually a trans psychologist on the West Coast, another man who had the surgery, who says we've gone too far. So when you have a trans psychologist and when you have a transgender golfer, and of course we know that Bruce Jenner has also said the same thing, saying that we've gone too far and this is unfair to women, even with all of this, the truth surfaces. And so this is why we could never give up hope and why we have to help people understand who they are made in the image and likeness of God. This is so important. And it's not all that complicated. The church gives us the tools. And John has, has laid a beautiful roadmap out here, and it gives us a lot of background. I think one of the biggest problems we have in being unable to articulate this truth is that we don't know the church teachings well enough. We haven't taken time to, to even glance a little bit longer at theology of the body or humana vitae or evangelium vitae, these beautiful documents, these key documents, or maybe the papal letter to women or mulieris dignitatum. These are not just written for the priests and for the bishops and for those who teach the faith. These are written for us. As a matter of fact, when you look at the Catholic documents, when you look at the encyclicals, it actually will say under the title, for all men, and I'm paraphrasing, but for all men and women of God or for all people in the church. Because we're supposed to take those documents and those encyclicals off the shelves and read them and understand them. I'm not talking about having a theology degree, but we need to understand our faith in order to be able not just to defend it in an argument on social media or in a conversation, but to live it out ourselves and to help people understand that this is the only way to happiness. Understanding who we are made in the image and likeness of God, the church teachings. Of course, everything comes from Jesus. So the book is Unraveling Gender, The Battle Over Sexual Difference, and we're going to dive into uh, the many chapters in this book. And I'm telling you, this, this is going to go by so quickly because there's so much to discuss. And we're also going to draw from today's headlines, especially, as I said, these stories that, as bizarre as they are, with a trans psychologist saying transitions have gone too far, a transgender golfer who's criticizing male-bodied competitors in female sports, not to mention the parental rights measure in Florida, where even people on the left in Florida who, was normal, who would normally identify as liberal are saying this is wrong. There are glimmers of hope because eventually the truth rises to the surface. So do not give in to despair. Do not give in to discouragement, but be willing to dive more deeply into church teaching, and that's what we're going to do today with the book, Unraveling Gender, the Battle Over Sexual Difference. Our guest, moral theology professor, Dr. John Grabowski, who wrote the book. The U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom is reporting significant regression of religious freedom in some countries. In the annual report released this week, the commission recommending the U.S. Department of State designate 15 countries as countries of particular concern, including Burma, China, Iran, North Korea, Pakistan, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, India, Syria, and Vietnam. The commission says the government in those areas are involved in systematic religious oppression, and it's ongoing and in many cases egregious. The violations are egregious. 
The South Carolina House of Representatives advancing an important measure for abortion-minded women. The proposed legislation would require doctors to give women seeking chemical abortions information about abortion referrals. The measure now heading to the Senate where a companion bill has yet to be debated. A new law will allow South Carolina churches to stay open during a pandemic. Republican Governor Henry McMaster signing that measure that prohibits the state from forcing places of worship to shut down during states of emergency. State Representative Richie Yeo of Chesterfield in that state introducing the legislation after religious and conservative leaders raised great concerns about the challenges they face trying to hold or attend services during the COVID-19 pandemic. An American and former Marine fighting Russians and Russians in Ukraine is dead. 22-year-old Willie Joseph Cancel was killed earlier this week while working as a private military contractor. His mother telling CNN he went over in March because he believed in what Ukraine was fighting for. His body hasn't been recovered yet. He leaves behind a seven-month-old baby and a wife. Joe Biden wants Congress to authorize more than $30 billion in additional aid for Ukraine. That includes military, economic, and humanitarian assistance. We need this bill to support Ukraine in this fight for freedom. And our NATO allies, our EU partners, they're going to pay their fair share of the cost as well. But we have to do this. Speaking at the White House, Biden said Ukraine is in a fight for its freedom against Russian aggression. The nation's economy unexpectedly shrinking during the first three months of this year. Former Congressional Budget Office Director Doug Holtz-Eakin says this could result in a recession. So the inflation problem is clear and present, and underneath the bad top line is, is in an acceleration of domestic demand. That's the Fed's problem. So they need to lean not less hard, but more hard on the economy. And that raises the risk over the next couple of years that they'll make a mistake and we'll get a recession. GDP growth declining 1.4% during the first quarter after surging 6.9% over the last three months of 2021. The decline is even worse than analysts had forecast. The smart money predicted 1.1% growth in the first quarter. The impending end to a public health rule, which has been used to expedite deportations, has border leaders very scared. Texas State Rep. Richard Raymond is urging the White House to keep Title 42 in place because COVID in Mexico is very bad. I know being a border rep, how many people on the other side of that border do not get shots. Forget boosters, never get the shot one or two. That measure was put into place during the Trump administration to prevent the spread of COVID across the border. And that's a look at your news this morning. It's a Friday morning, April 29th, a beautiful feast day today, of course, a feast of the great doctor of the church, St. Caterina Benincasa, St. Catherine of Siena. Pray for us. We'll be right back. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. He was a doctor of the church and one of the most famous saints of all time. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. 
St. Augustine is honored for his immense contributions to theology, but he balanced his genius with humility. Once declared it was pride that changed angels into devils, it is humility that makes men as angels. He died in 461. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Location, location, relocation. Studies show more than a third of college students transfer and half of those do it more than once. He reminds us of St. Augustine's quote, Our souls are restless until they rest in thee. At Ave Maria University, we challenge this group to visit us, stroll down our palm tree paths, spike a shot on our sand volleyball court, or partake in an outdoor devotion. There's a reason when students visit Ave Maria, they tend to stay. Ave Maria University, your relocation destination. Visit AveMaria.edu. Building the Apostolate of the Laity and leading in the new evangelization. Ave Maria Radio joins EWTN in spearheading the recovery of the American Catholic identity and equipping all Catholics to take co-responsibility for Christ's Church. Dr. John Grabowski has been on with us before, and actually pretty recently within the last several weeks, regarding his latest book, Unraveling Gender, The Battle Over Sexual Difference, which just came out actually in hardcover on March 8, 2022. But given all the stories in the news and given the obvious timeliness and importance of this issue of gender ideology, I thought it would be really important, as I said at the top of the hour in our intro, to bring him back and to really dive into this book more deeply because we need to understand that we have the answer, as in Jesus Christ, who made us in his image and likeness, male and female, and what happens when we deny that, when we go against it, and chaos is happening, which is exactly what happens and what is happening right now. So again, the book is Unraveling Gender, The Battle Over Sexual Difference. I highly recommend you get this book. And John, I have to compliment you because what I think is so important is you highlight early on in the book how the Catholic Church loves everyone and that discrimination against someone who's struggling possibly with the same-sex attraction or maybe a gender dysphoria, that is not the church. That is not who Christians are. We love all people, but we love them enough to try to bring them to the truth. Absolutely. We're, we're, uh, this, the language of the battle can be misleading, right? We're not battling human beings. Um, as you said, the, the church tells us, and we should know, every human being is made in the image and likeness of God and has the same dignity and has, God willing, an eternal destiny. Um, but what the church helps us understand is that our body and our sexually differentiated body are part of that destiny. So what we're battling against are these ideas, these distorted ideas of what it means to be human and the idea of erasing our sex as a path to happiness, which is what gender ideology purports to do. So that's where the battle is. The battle is spiritual. The battle is against a distorted picture of human happiness and human flourishing. Now, you've advised the bishops on this this topic of moral theology, the USCCB. You're also a, a teacher of moral theology at Catholic U. So you're dealing with a lot of issues, cultural issues, I'm sure. What led you to write this particular book at this particular time? Oh, boy. Um, this was actually the subject of my doctoral dissertation like okay. 33 years ago. Wow. Right? I, was I was really interested in kind of the theological weight of sexual difference, and especially St. John Paul II's articulation of that in the Theology, theology of, the of the Body. So right. it, was, it was a chance to really dive into that, and 
kind of going back to my dissertation research was always on my to-do list uh, over the years because I've taught on this. I've continued to write on it um, and speak on it. But then just watching what's happened in the culture over the last seven, eight years, right, with Obergefell and then with Bostock and uh, talking to bishops um, at the USCCB and then when I was in Rome for the 2015 Synod on Family and hearing from bishops, you know what, the church has been giving us these warnings about gender ideology, but what do we say about it? What What is that? How do we combat this? I was like, you know what, the Lord really wants me to do this sooner rather than later. So that's what led me to, to pick this back up and, and write this book. No, when, when God puts something on your heart, you, you think about it, then you say, okay, I'm going to look into this. But, but God sees everything. He pull, we, we tend to have tunnel vision and look at what we're going through at a particular time in our lives. But think about the preparation and the, and the investigation, the research that you've done, and how it's prepared you to talk about this now. Doesn't that just give you the chills when you think about it? I mean, God's providence is always amazing when we when we step back and see it at work in our own lives because it's like, huh, I would have never done this on my own. I would have mm. never never gotten here on my own. So yeah, it really is uh, God God's timing is always the right timing when we listen and pay attention. Mm. And this topic, it's everywhere these days, John. I'm sure you know that. We're talking with Dr. John Grabowski, the author of Unraveling Gender, The Battle Over Sexual Difference. It's a book that came out in March. He was on with us when it first came out, but I really wanted to dive into this topic, especially with some news stories that we're going to discuss. But first, I want to kind of dive into some of the chapters in the book, starting with the first section, Chapter 1, The Beacons Are Lit. Now, you mentioned the warnings that the Church has given us, and you highlight some of those warnings in this first part of the book. Share a little bit of that, if you could. Sure. I mean, for decades now, we've been hearing from uh, the Church, from different Vatican dicasteries, and from the Popes, um, especially Benedict and now Francis, about this thing called gender ideology and how it's a threat to the family. It's a threat to um, our own identity and happiness and flourishing. And I think really one of the best, clearest, fullest diagnoses of what gender ideology is, is one I quote at length in the book from Pope Benedict, his final Christmas address to the Roman Curia in 2012, when he just, he, he goes back to, um, existentialist feminism, Simone de Beauvoir, and he says, you know, de Beauvoir said, one isn't born a woman, one is made so. So gender, this is where we start to get the concept of gender, right? It's uh, Sex is your, your bodily makeup. Gender is the cultural um, assumptions of what that means that you kind of then inhabit. It's, it's pressed on you. But what Benedict says, and this is key, is where we are now in the 21st century is Gender is no longer something the culture imposes on you. Now it's mm-hmm. something you invent for yourself, which is how we can end up with 70-plus genders on Facebook and right. 100 genders being debated at the UN, right? Because it's, it's just how I understand myself. It's my own um, understanding of my attraction, uh, sexual, romantic, my body. All these different factors swirl together, and we get this endless array. So we've... It, but what the Benedict says is, when we do that, we have totally lost sight of ourselves as creatures of a creator who loves us, who made mm-hmm. us in his image, who gave mm-hmm. us this gift of the body as male and female. We become our own creators, in essence. 
Isn't that what the world is doing right now, becoming their own gods and everything? This is the temptation we've faced since the garden, Teresa, right? Genesis 3, 5, the serpent says, you will be like gods, knowing what is good and evil. This is our perennial temptation. It's just taking a new form with new philosophical expressions and new technology to make it happen. When you began looking at this, and, and you were doing your, your, uh, doctorate, your doctoral thesis, and you're looking at this whole issue of, of gender and what the Church has to say and some of the warnings, did you ever get, think we'd get to the point where we are now with the craziness no. out there? No. I, I never thought we'd be at a point where we have biological men competing, competing as transgender women setting NCAA athletic records. Um, it's, yes, I, ne- I never, I mean, unraveling gender, the, the very concept of sexual difference is kind of unraveling before our eyes in the culture around us, but as you and I were talking before we began, I do think it's starting to wake some people up, hmm. and people are starting to notice, and that, that gives me some hope that maybe we're at a tipping point with the culture. We're talking with Dr. John Grabowski, his book, Unraveling Gender, the Battle Over Sexual Differences. That's sexual difference from our friends at Tan Books, and, and you can find it. We'll put a link to it, of course, at the Ave Maria Radio Catholic Connection Archive. You mentioned uh, uh, transgenders competing in women's sports. Now we have, I don't know if you saw the story recently, of the transgender golfer, a man who mm. had a sex change, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the first name correctly, Mian or Mian Bagger. And this person came out and said that male-bodied competitors in female sports is a threat to women. So here is this person who went through a, a, a physical operation to identify as a man, even though obviously we know the DNA doesn't change. And he's been out there dressing as a woman, identifying as a woman, and competing in golf. And he's saying it's not fair. It's attack, an attack on women's sports. And people are calling him a hypocrite now. But he said, I don't care. This is wrong. This is, this is really going to destroy women's sports. So how bizarre is this that you have someone who's gone through this, this uh, so-called sex change operation and now is saying that having men who transition, they shouldn't be competing in female sports? Well, first of all, I think that's, that's common sense. And he's not the only... Um transgender person, uh, a famous athlete to come out and say this, Caitlyn Jenner, right? Right. Uh, I was just going to mention that. Bruce Bruce. has said something very similar, right, that this will destroy women's sports because no matter how long uh, an individual is on cross-sex hormones, it doesn't erase their, the different bone structure, musculature, all of those things that differentiate male and female bodies besides um, uh, our genitalia and our our gonads. Um, there's this. We are physiologically very different from one another, and chemical uh, a chemical override does not change that over those basic physical differences. Which is why this is a hugely unfair um, playing field when you have men who identify as transgender women competing against actual biological women in sporting events. So here's a quote from an article that, that uh, came out not too long ago about this golfer. says, anyone, listen to this, John, anyone with basic understanding on biology and the difference between men and women knows it's ridiculous. It's male puberty that really grants boys and men that physical performance in sports. I, I, 
I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, it's common sense, and people are ignoring it, and she's getting attacked for it, or he's getting attacked for it. Sure, sure. But, I mean, it, it is true. Um, a, a male on the other side of adolescence, his body is a fully developed male body, and it's, again, it's just physically different from female bodies in terms of uh, muscle structure, bone structure, all of these different things. And being on cross-sex hormones um, and even surgical transitioning does not change any of that. It will destroy a person's fertility. Um, it will make their body look more like the body of a member of the opposite sex. But that basic physiology and those basic differences are still there. This is a, the book really dives into the different areas in terms of helping us be fully aware of, of where this all began and how we deal with it. I'm very interested, I'm not sure how much time we have left in this particular segment, but um, I'm, I'm really interested in Through the Looking Glass, Gender Ideology, Language and Culture, because this is my area of expertise in terms of the manipulation of the media, which I think that has just been over the top the last 10, 15 years or so. Your thoughts? Um, sure, sure. And it's, it's what we're doing, I mean... We are weaponizing language, right? Um, because there are places in the United States where if you intentionally misgender someone, you can be fined or subject to criminal prosecution. Um, we're, we're <laughs> so it's not just this, that there are individuals who want to, you know, experiment with an alternate reality for themselves. There's, there's people who are in positions of influence in the media, in government, are saying no 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 you this has to be accepted and implemented with the force of law or else um, across the board yeah, or yeah. else let's talk about that when we come back more with our guest dr john grabowski his book unraveling gender the battle over sexual difference from tan books taking a, a deep dive and a look at this issue of gender ideology we'll be right back It was years ago. Shouldn't I be over it now? Why does it feel like yesterday? The pain is still there. The guilt still haunts me. The sadness is overwhelming. I don't understand these bursts of anger. Are you suffering from a past abortion? We can help. Call 214-544-CARE. Don't worry, it's all confidential. I want to feel connected again. Sometimes... I'm just numb. It's just not getting any better. You don't need to hurt anymore. Begin the journey to healing today. Call 214-544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org. 214-544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org. Join the people of St. Jude Parish in Allen on the third Saturday of each month as they hold their 40 Days for Life. Following morning Mass, participants will carpool to the Whole Women's Health Clinic to peacefully pray for an end to abortion and offer Choose Life handouts. Participants will meet up back at St. Jude after about an hour. If you've been looking for a way to further the pro-life cause, this is your chance.
Are you looking for a tax preparer this year to help you with your personal or business tax filing or management? At Balance Book LLC, they can assist with business and personal tax returns, accounting services, sales tax, payroll, business formations, and more. They can be reached by calling 972-805-5095, or you can visit them at 4425 West Airport Freeway, Suite 122, Irving, Texas 75062. Balance Book LLC, a new sponsor of the GRN and members of Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Duncanville. say for anyone concerned about this issue, anyone who has ever entered into a conversation about these topics in terms of gender and and sexuality, which often come up, get a copy of this book. I would also say if you're an educator, if you are in catechesis at your parish, uh, if you're a parent, a grandparent, I just think get a copy of this book because the background and the church teaching and the information about what's been happening in our culture, and most importantly, how do we respond with love on this issue? really important tool. The book is Unraveling Gender, the Battle Over Sexual Difference. Our guest is the author of this book, Dr. John Grabowski, who teaches moral theology at Catholic U. He's also worked closely with the bishops in advising them on this topic and many others relating to theology and gender issues. So when do you think, that's so many questions I could talk to you for like, as I said during the break, about three shows, four shows, but when do you think we saw Pandora's box being opened on this? I'm thinking that it happened with Obert, um, Obergefeld and the the decision on so-called same-sex marriage at the Supreme Court, where, okay, now everything's out. Everything's out of the box, and then we're just going to go downhill from here. I think that was a signal for a lot of people, and that was our court kind of signaling um, that, you know, we've lost um, as a a culture, as a society, um, a sense of what marriage is and how male and female is integral to it. But I honestly think, Teresa, that Obergefeld was the court catching up to where we as a culture had gone decades earlier. In other words, when we took the idea, when we took fertility out of marriage with widespread contraception, uh, backstopped by abortion because all contraceptives fail at some point, and when we took permanence out of marriage with, um, you know, no fault divorce laws and easy, easily obtained divorce, then what we in effect said as a culture is, uh, having children, therefore being male and female, is just totally accidental to whatever we understand marriage to be. Um, and so marriage just becomes a public declaration between adults for a period of time which confers cer- certain legal privileges and rights. But as Justice Roberts said in his dissent to Obergefell, this opens the door for um multiple adults, groups of adults to get married, polyamorous marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Polygamous marriage. It's it's all on the table because the, the the legal and social definition of marriage that we're working with does that. So, yeah, in a sense that there, there's a there's a public signal to where where we are, but it's really I think that the roots of that erosion of our understanding of marriage and how male and female are are so vital and integral to that they're older. They're older. It's, that's just a legal sign of the cultural decay that we've been living with. I think the title of your book is so apropos, Unraveling, because everything is unraveling, John, right before our eyes. Uh, it, it is. It is. Um, and, and yeah, so if, if male and female are accidental to marriage, then, I mean, male and female are just accidental to who we are. There's no, there's no, um, 
necessary connection to our identity, our flourishing, our vocation. Um, in a sense, this is this is, uh, and this is something I point out later in the book. This is kind of out of the Marxist playbook, right? Mm-hmm. Because Marx and Engels recommended the abolition of marriage. Why? Because marriage is an oppression, uh, an institution of oppression. So if we eliminate marriage, we eliminate one of the ways that the ruling classes hold the proletariat in in their oppressed state. But if we can dissolve sexual difference, then we have effectively dissolved marriage. There's no, you know, there's no such thing effectively as marriage at this point. So, yeah, this is, this is kind of where our cult, our, our intellectual and cultural drift has been, has been taking us. So the, the lid's been off of Pandora's box for a while, but I think more and more people are noticing. We're talking with Dr. John Grabowski. His book is Unraveling Gender, The Battle Over Sexual Difference from Tan Books. Just came out last month. This is a second interview. I was so intrigued by the importance of this book and the outline that he gives us and the, and the roadmap in terms of how to help people deal with this issue and, and understand the beauty of church teaching. And, and what's to me what's always so obvious, maybe it's just my reporter's mind, is if you look at the facts, if you add things up, and you look at the and you try to connect the dots, I always try to to pull things from the culture to show people how. For example, the story we talked about before the break about this golfer who transitioned to being a woman from a man is saying, and you mentioned uh, Bruce uh, slash Caitlyn Jenner, both saying right. more than once that it's unfair for people born as men even if they identify as women, to compete in women's sports because women are going to suffer just because of the biology. So you pull that out and you connect the dots. You connect the dots to the other areas where the church has proven correct over and over again. When you start Mm. playing God, then everything goes. And it's just the opposite of what you say. For example, the left pushes these things, including abortion and choice and birth control and all of that. They're really not about any choice because you're not allowed to have choice. Let me just give you another example from the culture. So the well-known pop singer Adele, this happened, I think, back in maybe January or February. It's it's a story that's been out there for a while. She won some award or was recognized for something for her gifts of of, uh, being a, a talented vocalist. And she said, I know this may not sound PC, but I love being a woman. And she was raked over the coals for saying that because Mm -hmm. she loved being who she was born as, a female. So this whole idea of, oh, this is all about choice. No, it's not. It's about, no, you can have a choice as long as it's our choice. We get to dictate. Right. Right. Free speech for me, but not for thee seems to be the mantra of people pushing this ideology. Um, yeah, no, it, 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 it's very true. And and think of um, author J.K. Rowling, who was similarly yes. attacked when she raised questions um, in the wake of the Bostock decision about this puts women um, at risk in public spaces like locker rooms and restrooms, especially women who are uh, victims or survivors of sexual assault, like Rowling was herself. Right. Um, so giving voice to that, she was widely attacked. She was well. She's still being her. attacked, and she's a liberal. She's very liberal in her views. Yeah, I sh- she is. She is. So it doesn't. If you break with this orthodoxy, it doesn't matter how um, progressive or liberal you are on other issues. You're going to be attacked and/or canceled to the degree that people can. Well, she's mentioned this about her own situation, as you described, but there's been story after story in, in, on certain conservative sites, but the secular media aren't picking it up, where you have men who are identifying as women and getting into, for example, being transferred over to women's prison, and how many times have we heard of stories yeah. of rape that have been happening? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, Ryan Anderson has a law review article where he lists a whole string of cases where male sex offenders, predators, posed as transgender women to get access to um, women's restrooms, women's locker rooms, changing facilities, um, and use that access to commit crimes. Wow. So we have to take a break, but before we get into the last segment of the show, in terms of where this is all going, I mean, what could, it's so bizarre now. What do you see happening in terms of the unraveling and the way it may continue? <laughs> uh, Teresa, I don't, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. Um, if, if, you would have, if we would have had this conversation five years ago, I could have never predicted what we're seeing. Again, my hope and my prayer is that maybe we're reaching a tipping point. Mm-hmm. Where people start to see this is so off the rails, I, you know, this this is just a contrary reality that I can't go along with, um, and, and my hope is that it will wake a lot of people up and we'll see a, a movement back in the other direction. I think we're starting to. We'll talk about that and also some solutions that you provide in the book as well. Unraveling gender: the battle over sexual difference. Our guest, Dr. John Grabowski from Tan Books, get a copy of this book. He's had problems, as you can imagine, online on various sites because it's so controversial, according to some people, but it's filled with truth of who we are, made in the image and likeness of God. We'll be right back. To persevere in faith requires an intentional effort to keep our gaze upon the Lord. To help, all men are invited to attend the 11th Annual North Texas Catholic Men's Conference on Saturday, April 30th that includes Mass, Prayer, and the Sacraments. It takes place at St. Anne's Catholic Church in Coppell from 8 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Registration and sponsorship opportunities are available online at catholicbrothersforchrist.com. Catholic speakers include Annie Hickman, Terry Barber, and Father Edward Leonard with music by Dave Morban. So sign up this week at catholicbrothersforchrist.com. Looking for a career move where you can put your faith into action as you build relationships within your local community? Decided Excellence Catholic Media is one of the fastest growing private media companies in North America. We are seeking media, marketing, and sales professionals who want to join our team to produce exclusive faith-filled magazines that support local businesses. To learn more about Decided Excellence Catholic Media, please visit DecidedExcellence.com. That's DecidedExcellence.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network wants to congratulate Luis Gonzalez as the new CEO of the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of North Texas. This society provides emergency assistance to people in need in the forms of rent, utilities, food, clothing, furnishings, medications. In addition, the society provides systemic change programs that address after-school education, low-interest loans to combat predatory lending, employment opportunities, and free medications to uninsured, low-income families. You can learn more by visiting svdpdallas.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberline of Mid-Cities Dental and a parishioner of Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville. Dentistry can be expensive, especially if you know you need a lot of work. That's why you need to know all of your treatment options, and you need a dentist whom is on your insurance plan. This could potentially save you lots of money. Our office will offer you a no-obligation consultation with necessary x-rays. We can be reached at 817-282-9321 or midcitiesdental.com. Again, that number is 817-282-9321. WTN and Catholic Connection, a co-production of this network and Ave Maria Radio. Find us online, EWTN.com and AveMariaRadio.net. And don't forget, we'll put a link to this important book, 
on the Catholic Connection archives at AveMariaRadio.net. The book is from Tan, and the title is Unraveling Gender, the Battle Over Sexual Difference. The author is Dr. John Grabowski, who's been with us uh, before since the book came out, but I really wanted to dive into this topic because it's so crucial. And Dr. John serves as Professor of Moral Theology and Ethics at Catholic U. He has authored or co-authored seven books, and he also has served as advisors to, an advisor to the USCCB on this topic of gender and the issues of many moral issues of theology. I do see some positive signs out there in the culture, John. I'm always, um, you know, media is my expertise and my background, so I always look at these things from a try to look at them from a cultural perspective and how things are kind of maybe turning around or starting to. Looking at the case in Florida with Disney and the parental rights education bill, your chapter in the book talking about the manipulation of language, the media and the left teamed up and they put this measure out, which wasn't about pushing against people with same-sex attraction or discriminating against them. This was about parents having the right to make sure that their kids are not going to be hearing about sexuality in kindergarten, especially when it comes to accepting uh, homosexuality and, and this whole gender transitioning, the conditioning that's going on. This was about parental rights. It was not discriminatory against, again, people with same-sex attraction or people with gender struggles. And yet this is what the media pushed. But people realized that this was an agenda. They realized that the media were trying to sell them something. And it's like, you know, when you, when you get the mama bears upset and the papa bears, look out. Mm. Absolutely. I, I think this is a place where the media narrative just really didn't carry the day, uh, and not for lack of trying, but people are seeing that, um, you know, the emperor really does have no clothes, and there's really nothing wrong here with protecting kids from exposure to discussion of sexual matters from the, from the ages of kindergarten through third grade. Why on earth would any educator in a in a school need to talk about sexuality or gender identity with children that young right um, because they want right? to condition it, them and groom them that's it, why that's the only reason it it, it I, and again what what a young kid hears who maybe is absolutely secure in his or her sense of being a boy or a girl is oh so maybe i'm not a boy maybe i'm not a girl maybe i'm i'm the other and i'm in the wrong body so they start I mean, it's sowing seeds of confusion among among children, um, and that's that's just wrong. On any, you don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to have a belief in God to to say that's that's just wrong to destabilize children's identity and their sense of self. So, what do you think of the pushback against Disney? Because it was actually a man who identified as a gay man who came out against his own company, saying there were a lot of people inside Disney who didn't like what they were doing or trying to do to children. And there was that video that was released about one of the executives yeah. saying, "Oh, I try to, I try to put this everywhere I can, you know, within uh, what we promote and whatnot." And he came out and he did interviews saying that so many people within the company don't want this. And then, of course, that small group was complaining that Disney wasn't doing enough about this parental rights education bill to try and stop it. And then, of course, you had the Senate and the House and, and Governor DeSantis all supporting this measure. And a majority of people, including those in the Democratic Party, came out in favor of this parents' education bill. Well, I mean, and again, there's a, it's an instance where the the media narrative really failed and really didn't carry the day with people um and i think i i think parents have been waking up since they were um found themselves quarantined with their kids during the pandemic 
and many of them started listening in on what their kids were being exposed to in their in their education and started to say wait a minute why is my why is my first grader or my kindergartner being fed gender theory um how is that helping him understand what they need to understand at this age so i i think it, it it's the last couple of years have been a wake-up call for parents, and I think Florida illustrates that well. We mentioned the two athletes that have come out uh, against this whole you know, push for a transgender uh, men in women's sports. There's also a psychologist. Did you hear about this story? This is on the West Coast. This is a, a man who transitioned, had the surgery, and um, you know had the biological changes, at least you know mm-hmm. surfacely on the surface. And now he works as a psychologist, apparently with people who are struggling with their gender. He mm. says that it's gone too far, and he says he's seen so many young people coming into the office that he knows they've been conditioned by the environment or the culture versus really having a struggle with gender dysphoria um absolutely because this set of ideas it's it it acts like a contagion for people who have um doubts or questions about their own identity and what what teenager or young adult doesn't right um have some you know they're they're trying to figure out who they are and where they're going in life and what what they want and then they get exposed to this set of ideas which purports to say, well, we can solve all of your identity questions. You just have to take these uh, medical steps, um, and they don't tell them about the risks. They don't tell them about the health and psychological risks entailed. But, um, and then, so the young person absorbs this. Um, I, it, it, people have pointed out um, that de- a couple decades ago, the clientele who were showing up at gender clinics were primarily middle-aged men because this is what they this is how they did their midlife crisis but now we're seeing more and more young people especially young women showing up at these clinics why because they've been exposed maybe they didn't have a discordant gender identity as children but as teens or young adults they got exposed to this set of ideas and suddenly they're convinced that they're gender discordant, they have gender dysphoria, and here's their solution. Um, the clinical name for this is rapid onset gender dysphoria, mm. and it's growing. It's growing among young people. Here's some quotes from this article. A transgender psychologist who has helped hundreds of teens transition has warned that it has gone too far and fears many are take- making life-changing decisions because it's trendy and pushed on social media. Erica Anderson, 71 years old, transgender herself, told the L.A. Times that she's horrified that even 13-year-old kids are now getting hormone treatment without even meeting with psychologists. She says, I think it's gone too far. Wow. I mean, in many cases, young people don't have to have any kind of medical, psychological, or parental approval to walk into one of these clinics and start the transitioning process um, that's frightening and that should be frightening to any reasonable adult and I mean one of the things the story you're describing tells us is that there are many people who deal with same-sex attraction who deal with a discordant gender identity who are not on board with this ideology right because right. they see how dangerous it is they see how this 
and this is not what they're about. They're they're simply about trying to go about living their life as best they can mm-hmm. and and pursuing happiness. So, and some of the people who are most vociferously pushing gender ideology wouldn't necessarily identify as LGBTQ plus, right. but they see this as an avenue for power, for social control, for advancing a set of ideas that they are sympathetic to. Yeah. All right, so in the last few minutes, let's talk about the the response and the answer, because we know that Jesus is always the answer, and the truth of who we are, it surfaces. And I've just given a few examples in the last hour of how people are awakening to this, that you know something's very, very rotten in Denmark. And you, you talk about this toward the end of the book. So how do we address this lovingly, because it's such a sensitive topic, emotional topic, even on my personal Facebook page a few weeks ago, uh, we posted something on this, just a, a very informative article, nothing attacking anyone. And some woman said, oh, who cares how they identify? And this was somebody who said she was, she was Catholic and did not understand the whole mm-hmm. issue. But anyway, so what do we do? How do we address this? Well, I think there has to be a, a twofold strategy here, right? One, this, again, the battle is not against people. Um, even proponents of gender ideology, the battle is against the ideology. This ideology is false. It's distorted. It offers a false understanding of happiness, of salvation. Um, and so uh, false ideas, heresies, because that's ultimately what this is, it's ancient Gnosticism in 21st century form, they need to be defeated. They need to be shown to be bankrupt, untrue, um, and I think we can do that both on the grounds of faith, but also on the grounds of science and medicine. Gender ideology doesn't work. Um, right. It doesn't make people happier and healthy. But for people who are struggling with discordant gender identity, people who have a drunk from the well of gender ideology, they need love. They need acceptance. They need, to use one of Pope Francis's favorite terms, accompaniment. They need people to walk with them and listen to them. A lot of them are not going to respond to someone just coming at them with a truth barrage, right, and say, oh, no, these are ideas are all wrong and this is why, because they've probably absorbed enough of the script that they've been given that they've now kind of rewritten their whole history and they see this as the explanation to all the unhappiness in their life. That's going to take real time and patience of loving, accepting, but continuing to offer people a fuller understanding of how they can flourish and be happy as human right. beings. Right. And in light of the gospel and in light of science, we have that. Right, we have that. And so, but you you can't, as you said, reveal everything at once to a person. It's just like in terms of entering into a relationship with Christ. You meet people where they're at, and then you, for that was my journey. It took years to peel away the toxicity that I had been exposed to working in the secular media for 20 years and, and, and the ideas and the worldviews that I had. But slowly, through my relationship with God, through confession, through an acceptance of the teachings, God peeled all of that away, but it took time. John Paul II calls this the law of gradualness. Right, God's grace and the grace of conversion works gradually in our lives to enable us to grow more fully in the understanding of the truth and how we live that. But it doesn't happen overnight. Right. So we need patience for people who are who are struggling, um, who've been wounded by the culture, who've been wounded by this ideology. And, and I think also, even w- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish. 
that's why I think Pope Francis's image for the church is a field hospital. Mm -hmm, so which you mentioned in the book, toward the end of the book, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, because the, the, the church is where we're meant to encounter Christ, the great physician, who gives us the medicine of mercy and the sacraments. And that's what we're celebrating in the Easter season, right? We're celebrating the, the grace of new life that we've been given, but we recognize that our assimilation of that grace is a lifelong process. Yeah, and I think one of the best things we can do, and why your book is such a great tool, and thank you for it, is that if we understand the teachings more deeply, and we realize how the teachings have affected our lives, we're able to express them with love and offer them to people and say, look, this is what helped me in a particular situation. Maybe you want to read this book or read this document or read this gospel. But again, it does take time, and you work with right. people and you walk with them, not to say that, that you're accepting everything that they do, you love them, but they may not be able to, some people may, because they may be in such a state of inner turmoil uh, and, and there's a lot of stories like that as well. The 60 Minutes even did a piece a while ago saying that some of these folks, these teens who, who quote-unquote transitioned, found very quickly that it wasn't the answer to, to their life and, and their happiness, and, they, and then they retransitioned the other way. But to be with people and to use the church teachings, we have these gifts, we have the truth, and we need to be able to set it free but do it in a loving way, and that's why the book is so important. John, thank you so much. God bless you. I hope it continues to sell well. The book is... Unraveling Gender, The Battle Over Sexual Difference. It's published by TAN, written by Dr. John Grabowski. Again, Unraveling Gender covers a variety of issues related to this topic and the beauty of church teaching and how the answer, as always, is Jesus. We'll be right back. Abortion. Pornography. Embryonic stem cell research. Corporate contributions to Planned Parenthood. Do you invest in companies that are engaged in these practices? The Ave Maria Mutual Funds do not. And their investment portfolios reflect that. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Today, many U.S. citizens chafe under big government and have actually turned anti-government. St. Paul, however, teaches that in some way, the civic authorities are ministers of God. Even King Jesus didn't consider it unjust to give taxes to Caesar. But we must never let Caesar or the king, the prime minister, uh, stand in the place of God and control our conscience. When ancient Israel demanded that Samuel give them a human king, Samuel warned them, that he's going to bring heavy taxes, he's going to bring a military draft, he's going to favor the rich. And when Jesus, the true king, actually arrives, he dies for his people, because that's what a true king is willing to do. King Jesus, still on the throne, no matter what presidents, dictators, or earthly rulers do. And we have to remember, we get our marching orders from him. Cresta in the afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. 
More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. If you have any questions about a program you heard today or maybe yesterday, or if you have a question about something we do here at Catholic Radio, just give us a little note at EWTN.com or AveMariaRadio.net. You can also find out some background information about the various programs. You can get updates on our radio and TV schedules. It's all there for you online. And remember, we are here to keep you connected to your Catholic faith. And as my dear, dear friend, and Catholic Radio colleague, Al Cresta always says, to help you remember to look at everything in our lives through the lenses of Scripture and the teachings of the Church. And remember what I always say, something I heard years ago, that our Catholic faith has to be everything to us. It has to come first. I'll never forget that. I heard a priest give a homily, and this was during one of the most contentious elections recently, and he said our Catholic faith shouldn't be a factor when we go into the voting booth, it should be the factor. Because, again, we have to look at everything through the lenses of Scripture and the teachings of our one holy Catholic and apostolic faith. Hope you enjoyed the program today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on Catholic Connection. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Join the people of St. Jude Parish in Allen on the third Saturday of each month as they hold their 40 Days for Life. Following morning Mass, participants will carpool to the Whole Women's Health Clinic to peacefully pray for an end to abortion and offer Choose Life handouts. Participants will meet up back at St. Jude after about an hour. If you've been looking for a way to further the pro-life cause, this is your chance. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be His most sacred heart. Blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. 
Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 